Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Oh, peanut M&Ms or Kit Kats. One of these are my favorite. I don't know, I love them both. I just love fun size. So funny. I love Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. Which is why I'm dedicating an entire video to it. Hi dancers, welcome back to Nutrition for Dancers with me, Rachel Fine. Halloween has always been one of my favorite holidays. I'm definitely a little biased. October is also my birthday month, but I have a sweet tooth. So rightfully so, I love Halloween, but things haven't always gone so smoothly for me. When I was healing from an otherwise restrictive relationship with food, I struggled to find a way to incorporate Halloween candy into my day without worrying that once I start, I'll never be able to stop. It was that constant fear of feeling like I was gonna overdo it on the sweet stuff. But luckily, intuitive eating came into my life and taught me that any and all foods really can be included into our meal plans without guilt and without strings attached. In other words, I can incorporate Halloween candy into my days and weeks, not even just during October, but at any point during the year, without having to feel guilty or overwhelming stress about it. And now I'm here to teach you how to do exactly that. The goal is to build confidence with ourselves that when it comes to anything, but in this instance, Halloween candy, we can incorporate these options into our day feeling confident that we can eat this in a way that will leave us feeling good physically, mentally, and emotionally. In comparison to being left feeling like maybe you did something wrong or maybe you ate to a point past physical comfort, I truly believe that we can all reconnect to our intuitive ability to self-regulate. This doesn't involve strict portion control. This involves self-discovery, finding an amount of candy that leaves you feeling good physically, mentally, and emotionally. In comparison to feeling like maybe you did something wrong or your willpower failed you or you ate to a point past physical comfort. So I wanna share two key strategies to do that. But first, I want us to uncover a few common challenges and misconceptions that often impede upon a dancer's ability to build trust and confidence in themselves with Halloween candy. So the first is the straight up myth that sugar is addictive. In fact, 
there is no convincing evidence that shows us that sugar is addicting. Any evidence that's out there is limited. It's limited to animal studies and exemplifies more an association between overeating with food restriction, not necessarily with sugar itself. We even see in the research brain scans that exemplify a heightened reward response among those who are considered dieters or restrained eaters in comparison to non-dieters or perhaps intuitive eaters. So for those who are restricting their food choices or perhaps not allowing themselves to eat, candy are going to experience a heightened reward response from the sweets themselves. So the bottom line is that your struggle with feeling perhaps out of control around candy is less of a depiction of any failed willpower or sugar addiction and rather a depiction of a potential restriction, whether that's a past restriction, like not letting yourself eat candy perhaps during the year or just in general, or maybe it's an anticipated restriction, perhaps telling yourself, if I eat candy today, I have to do X, Y, Z tomorrow, like partaking in some extra dance classes or exercise or so forth. So that compensation or saving up for the calories from your candy is perpetuating a mindset of restriction, impeding you from developing a mindset of allowance. That mindset of allowance will be what allows you to discover an amount of candy that works for you. So you can build this relationship with candy that leaves you feeling great and not feeling like every time you eat it, you feel either an energy drain, sluggish, or just physically uncomfortable. We need to understand that Halloween candy is not going anywhere. It's here to stay. In fact, candy in of itself is available all year round. Unlike some other holiday treats or holiday experiences, candy doesn't have to be this once a year event. And that's a good thing. The fact that it is, for some, readily available makes this work a bit more accessible in regard to you practicing predictability, or in other words, incorporating candy into your meal plans regularly so that at a time, for example, when Halloween is here, candy doesn't feel so novel to us. Now, of course, it should always feel fun and celebratory, but if the experience itself feels extremely novel and like it never happens, then you are bound to enter that all or nothing mindset where you feel like you need to get it all in now because soon enough, you're never gonna have that access to it again. We sometimes consider this a mindset of scarcity, and this is where we wanna to shift to that mindset of allowance. Practicing predictability or incorporating candy into your days and your weeks and your months regularly is a strategy that I also utilize when teaching dancers about what it means to grant ourselves unconditional permission to eat. This is straight from the intuitive eating approach or eating food, in this instance candy, without those strings attached, without feeling like you have to save up for it or of course compensate for it. We can also utilize the Healthy Dancer food flexibility algorithm in our decision making around food. So as an example, 
incorporating candy into your day can be optimal at certain times versus other times. An example would be candy is a great source of quick energy. So you might need to have that quick energy if you have a long stream of classes and rehearsals. Or you can also incorporate your candy as part of your meals and snacks, which will further help to prevent a major influx of sugar that could cause you to feel sluggish and drowsy in your actual dance class. So there are certain strategies that we can consider when it comes to actually including candy throughout your day, especially when you have that influx of candy, perhaps around this time of year. One thing that I do love about Halloween candy is that it's fun-sized or like mini versions of your favorite candy. The reason I love this is not because of any supposed portion control, but rather it just makes for an easier and more convenient way to throw some of these different types of candies into your bags or into some of your meals and snacks. So what are the two key strategies that you can start implementing today to build a healthier Halloween? Well, the first is that I want you to prioritize nourishment. This goes back to what I was saying earlier about not saving up your calories or feeling that you need to compensate for the candy you're eating. We still want to honor practical hunger. Practical hunger is eating in response to a flexible eating routine. This essentially means that you're flexibly planning about three meals, maybe two to three snacks throughout your day. These meals and snacks are balanced among the macronutrients. You have sources of carbohydrates, protein, fat. This is essentially to provide your body with the nourishment and the tools it needs to just function both metabolically and physically for your dancing. Now from there, we can incorporate candy throughout those meals and snacks. Perhaps choose times when you will have time to enjoy those candies more mindfully. This essentially means that you're tuning into some mindful eating techniques. This allows you that time to practice self-discovery. Self-discovery in determining an amount of that candy that leaves you feeling good, not feeling drained, sluggish, or perhaps physically uncomfortable. Incorporating these balanced meals and snacks regularly throughout your day, even around the holiday season and on the day of the holidays like Halloween, it's not meant to crowd out opportunities for you to eat candy, but rather set you up so when you do eat candy at those instances, you are more able to honor taste hunger, utilize mindful eating techniques rather than the extreme hunger we feel when having to make up from a calorie deficit. In those instances, you're less likely to tune into mindful eating techniques and even less likely to stop eating when you feel full and satisfied. And the second key strategy that I want you to remember for Halloween is to consider self-compassion. You see, wellness culture pathologizes overeating, or I like to say eating to a point past physical comfort. Wellness culture also normalizes restrictive eating telling us that we need to build willpower, restraint, and of course, moderation in order to control ourselves around these instances. As I mentioned earlier, it's not the food themselves that's causing us to feel a degree of feeling out of control when eating them, but rather that restrictive mindset, that mindset of scarcity. So this is really the first point of intervention. And throughout the process, throughout the intervention itself, we very much might experience periods 
of overeating or eating to that point past physical comfort. This is all part of the process of self-discovery. And if you are coming from a place of past food restriction, if you are currently in the process of healing your relationship with food, then you are more likely to experience those instances where you might quote unquote overdo it. There's no reason to feel shameful about this or to feel guilty about this, but rather to utilize it as an opportunity to learn, to learn why that might've happened, what you might need instead to help you navigate through. Perhaps those nourishing meals and snacks to help prevent that rebound hunger. That's just one example. The food flexibility algorithm that I mentioned earlier, this can really help you walk through the process of reintroducing these foods like candy into your day in a way that leaves you feeling good physically, mentally, and emotionally. So remember, as with any holiday, Halloween is meant to be celebratory, it's meant to be fun. If you are feeling worried, if you are feeling like you need to restrain yourself from candy, then you're gonna turn an otherwise fun experience into something that's really not fun. So let's embrace these truths together. Let's avoid the mindset that we need to steer clear of candy itself. Let's start to think about the need for including these fun, sweet options at times other than just around Halloween. And if you're truly struggling with that process of discovering an amount of candy that feels good to you, it could be a sign that you might need to incorporate candy into your daily meal plans at other points rather than just Halloween. There are so many more tools that you can consider to help you through this process. Food neutrality is another one. Reducing those thoughts, those good versus bad, healthy versus unhealthy labels around food can also help you in the process. To learn more, just head over to my blog, dancenutrition.com, where you can dive into all of these concepts to help you rebuild your relationship with candy. Until next time, subscribe and I'll see you later. Happy Halloween. <laughs>